you're listening to Of Sights and Men. A Daily Magician production. Hello, and uh, welcome back to Of Sights and Men. Uh, this is actually like, I don't know, sometimes I joke that these are very impromptu, but this is probably the most impromptu podcast I've done in my entire life. Um, but I, I like it. That's usually the vibe. We just try and hang out. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's if you wanted it to feel like I'm meeting Rick Holcomb for the first time and asking him questions like face-to-face, that's exactly what this is. So uh, <laughs> it's perfect. Um, if you don't know who Rick Holcomb is, um, he's part of the team over at Copeland Coins, uh, but he also produces a lot of his own stuff. Um, recently he's come out with a really amazing project called uh, Recoil, uh, which I got to see you perform actually uh, at the Vanishing Ink event. Was it, what was it called? That, that was that was really really cool. Uh, Magicfest. Yes, Magicfest. Thank you very much. Um, he's done a lot. Of, he's created a lot of amazing, cool um, coin magic and just original magic in general. He has a YouTube channel with like around ten thousand subscribers, and he's just a, a solid name in the magic world. Um, so, uh, how, how are you doing today, Rick? Great, man. Uh, it's good to talk to you again. I think the last time we were, we we talked was at Magi Fest. Uh, yes, the one that happened in September. Yeah, the one not that the was... one they did like right after. <laughs> yeah, the one that the, it should have been. You know, the, the the time of year that it should always be hosted in, <laughs> so you don't get caught right. in in the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. that was a lot of fun. I've been I've been doing well since then. Uh, you mentioned recoil that uh, mm. that was very well received. Um, Happy to hear it. It was it was the first product, uh, Copeland Coins. We we immediately put it out for wholesale, so you could buy it on mm. our website. But it was the first product we put out there. It went to Murphy's Magic, so therefore, you know, Penguin bought it and and. I've seen it in some other places, so, mm. you know, that, that helped it really get more eyes on it and yeah, some more traction. Yeah. It was, it was well-received. It was a fun project and it was good to see people enjoying it. Yeah. For those that haven't seen it, would you, it, it's, it's very visual. So this might be kind of hard in audio format, uh, but would you be able to describe kind of what, what recoil was about, what it looks like? So, uh, at its core, Recoil is a spellbound routine. Now, if you're not familiar with coin magic, spellbound is a, considered a classic routine where one coin transforms into another coin, sort of silver to copper and back and forth. So at its core, it's a, it's a transformation with a lot of familiar moves involved. But there's some you'll you'll definitely learn some new new tricks and and moves in there. So what I've done is in, instead of changing uh, a silver coin to a copper coin, uh, I'm changing the the physical state of this coin, the physical properties. So it become it it starts as a coin, then it becomes soft metal and visually rolls into a, a metal ball, and then back to a coin. And then back to a ball. There's a couple phases there, and then finally, uh, the coin appears to just unravel between your hands before 
finally going back to a coin shape. So it's a, it's definitely a visual trick. It's a, it's a fun trick to do. And like I said, it's based on a classic routine. So there's a lot of familiar moves in there. And just like with a normal spellbound routine, you can kind of throw your own moves and ideas into it and really make it your own, your own routine. So yeah, that's it in, in essence. I like that. And I, I remember, isn't there, there's like a stage as well where you, you use like a slinky. Yeah. So that's the final, the final phase where, uh, and that's where the, the routine began that the genesis of this idea is I, I saw my daughter's, she had a, it's a slinky junior. So it's, mm. it's like a miniature of the classic toy there. Oh, I saw that just sitting on the floor. Of course, her room's a mess with tons of toys, <laughs> of course. but it, it caught my eye. And I said, man, that, that sure looks like a, a stack of silver dollars there. And so I, I began fiddling around with the, this toy and just imagining the slights you could do. I think the first thing I tried was to switch a stack of real silver dollars, switch it in for this slinky, you know, which then you could, you could mm. totally stretch it out. And, but then this evolved over a few years uh, to where I, I discovered you don't need the whole slinky there. So I, I found the right, the right size to work with and, and cut the slinky down. And that made it easier for palming and transferring secretly from hand to hand. And, uh, yeah, so that's the final visual phase of this routine where it really looks like this silver coin unravels into a string. And then boom, it just, it comes back together as a, a real coin. And uh, mm. that's the final visual moment. I like what you said about, um, like you were like in your, your daughter's room and you just like saw that and it started this kind of like the genesis of this effect. Um, cause I think a lot of the, a lot of people, a lot of magicians ask like, you know, like, where do you come up with original ideas? Like, how do you come up? You know, it's like, it's this constant quest for magicians of like, how do I be original? And this seems like right. quite, a, quite an interesting thing where you had this scenario where you just, it kind of like, it was like, honestly, one of those like light bulb moments that everybody like wishes for. <laughs> um, is there, right. is there any, is there any way that you kind of like encourages creativity inside of yourself, like on a day to day with your magic? Yeah. So I have some, some theories, some points of view on, on creativity. And I think, um, you know, Others may disagree with me or, or agree with me, but I, I believe some people are just more inclined that way in that, that mode of thinking, but that's not to say, uh, you can't work on that skill and there's, I don't have specific tips to say, like, if you do ABC here, you will you will start to be more creative and the ideas will flow. Uh, it's just, mm. it, it doesn't quite work like that. And well, I, I've seen, um, you know, on YouTube or whatnot, you know, people 
exercises you can do to be more creative. What, what I've found is just uh, if you can remain in a, a state of mind, a state of, of play, playfulness. So like at heart, I'm still just kind of a, a little kid. So like I will, just talking about my, my daughter's toys, I might, I might take a toy and then use it for something else. Just trying to make her laugh or, or do something silly. And it's that state of mind that puts you in a place where you can just receive these ideas. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily think, oh, I've come up with this idea. It's more like a discovery. Like, this idea was sitting there for someone to come along and make the connection. Like so, some people want to want to claim that they are, they have creative skill or or right. creative abilities, which I mean, there's there's probably a bit of that, but in my mind, what works more is to just remain in a state of playfulness, and and you will see these connections these things will come to you instead of you searching, searching something out. Like you can almost always tell when some something's been forced or someone's been trying to be creative. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't work or think of art. You can always tell when someone's trying to be artistic instead of just looking at something that happened when that person was in this state of flow, when like this art just spilled out in this spontaneous moment, you know, that's how I look at creativity is just, hmm. I'm, I'm just this passenger in this vehicle of life. And I, I was the one who just happened to see this connection. So it came to me, I didn't, I didn't really invent it or I didn't search it out. I was the one who just happened to see it. So I'd say for people out there, uh, work on your state of mind rather than trying to come up with methods or techniques to be creative or exercises. Uh, do things that that keep you playful. If you have kids or if you have nephews or nieces, play with them, play with their toys, play with, play with them with their toys, make up stories, you know, and these, these things will just sort of reveal themselves to you. So. Yeah, I like that a lot. Dude, you and Danny must get on well, man. <laughs> what I hear you speak of, like, hmm, this sounds like another McCoy magician that I know. <laughs> I think I think I, well, I we, made some really good points. So yeah, go ahead. I, Danny and I used to talk a little more, uh, like before he he really blew up. You know, we we would have live jams like over Instagram or whatnot. Hmm. He he became very busy. 
and so and now he's very busy trying to like run his own things so but i i check in on him every once in a while he checks in on me so. i like it i like uh, it yeah yeah, there was one bit that I pulled out there that I thought was really interesting. Well, I, I was listening to all of it, but I, I don't know. With everything, it's like there's one thing that always like resonates with you a little bit more, you know? Um, and one of the things that you said that really resonated with me was just kind of like this thing of um, this concept of um, how, I don't know, there's infinite things in the world <laughs> and like the world or like is just waiting for them to be put together differently, you know? And, and, and there's yeah. a good, good definition for creativity that I, I found by Gene Schwartz, who was like a really successful copywriter. And he says like, creativity is simply like putting two things together that haven't been put together before. Um, and right. I, I really like that. I think, I think it's a very simplistic approach to, to creativity that can help you just get started. You know, it's like, all I need to do is find two things that haven't been put together <laughs> and put them together. And that's something new, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's almost as simple as that. Exactly. Um, I'm just reminded of a, uh, a convention. Actually, uh, Danny, Danny, myself and Jeff, we put on a, a quick lecture, like as a Copeland Coins team. This was in 2019 uh, oh. for a lecture here in, in North Carolina. But at the time, uh, Mario Lopez from Spain he was also one of the lecturers there. So it, in the downtime there, you know, people are kind of sessioning in the lobby and talking. And uh, Danny and I were sitting with Mario Lopez and he was kind of discussing his creative process. And I thought it was really cool. Um, he was describing like his desk at home or this is kind of one of the approaches he takes, I guess. But he'll have objects sitting around his desk, like a deck of cards here, then some coins over here, then maybe uh, maybe uh, matches or something, then like uh, maybe mm -hmm. a, a piece of rope over here. And he, he described these as his friends. So I sit with my friends every day. And then maybe after one month, after one month, I take this friend away and I bring a new friend. So he, he'll, he'll replace one of these objects with a different object. Mm -hmm. And he'll just sit there with these friends and he'll see how they play together. And I just thought, that's really cool. You just put some objects on your desk, sit with them for a long time, and just see what happens. Do they play well together? Does anything come out of that? And then you switch a, a new object in. And so, I mean, that's, that's an exercise people could mess around with. Just look around your, your magic collection there, put some objects that are unrelated, and let those sit on your desk for the next month. But sit there every day with the intention of you know, discovery. Remember, don't don't try to force anything. Just see what you might discover. And then after a while, replace one of those objects with a different object. So people could try that out, I guess. That'd be a good exercise. 
Yeah, that's cool. I like the idea of that as well because something that I think, something that I always try and think about is the fact that like the subconscious mind does like far more work than our like cognitive conscious mind. And what what I mean by that is, again, there's another copywriter that I like <laughs> um, called Gary Halbert. And he always tell, he tells a story where like he'd get this huge project from like a massive company. Um, let's say like Coca-Cola's like, we want you to write our biggest, newest promotion, right? <laughs> and like they send him all the stuff and he's like, okay, you have like a month to produce it. And like, I remember he tells a story where basically he, he's like, as soon as he got the stuff, he'd like read all of it. And then he's like, all right, I'm going on, ho- I'm going on holiday. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> and he'd like get on his boat and like just fish for like the next like week and a half. And he tells a story of how like his assistant was going crazy. Cause he's like, what are you doing? Like you have this massive deadline and like, how are you going to like, why are you not working on this like day in, day out? You know, like you're going to close this. I don't know. It's going to be something like a $10 million project. Like I can't believe you're just out here like fishing right now. Um, and the point of the story is like Gary Habert always did this because like he knew that his subconscious mind would can work faster and more effectively than like oftentimes than this, this cognitive mind, you know? And so if you yeah. just take in the information and allow it to sit and, and even just tell your mind, like you can tell you, like, I don't know, it sounds weird, but like you can say in your head, like in your subconscious mind, listen, like this thing I need to think about. So like, can you just be thinking about this while I'm doing other things, you know? And, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, people are always like, oh, it's crazy. I have my best ideas in the shower. I have my best ideas. I don't know, like out for a jog or it's like, well, that's when your co- self like subconscious mind is able to like come to the surface, right? And give you those ideas of things that it's been working on, you know, when you have those like moments of quiet and, and silence. And so, right. I mean, yeah, but that's it's a, it's a long winded way of saying like, I, I can see how this like Mario Lopez thing would, would be effective, not just in the moment of just like, sitting there and looking at it because it sounds like a silly some people might sound like a silly thing to do but as your subconscious works on it like oftentimes i'll i don't know if you have the same rick but when i'm really thinking about magic like i'll dream up like i'll literally dream a method (laughs) and then i'll wake up and like sometimes it'll be terrible but other times we're like oh wow like that actually works you know and it's like you just wake up and you just finally have that big idea but it's not like you tried to get there you know It's like you just allow your mind to kind of mull over it itself. Hi there, this is Jacob and thank you for listening to this podcast so far. We just wanted to give a brief shout out to our website, thedailymagician.com. If you haven't already signed up for our daily newsletter, please head over to thedailymagician.com and sign up now. You'll get 24 free magic books just for signing up and more great free content and paid content just like this. We promise you won't regret it. So please head over to thedailymagician.com now. You know, uh, last night I was, I laid down to go to sleep uh, Mm -hmm. and I, this isn't a a groundbreaking idea, but my mind put this together and I, it had never occurred to me, but um, Copeland coins, we have this, this other coin, uh, the kingdom coin. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a big cross stamped through it. Well, that's that's made of uh, steel. And then it just occurred to me, like I have this, uh, this piece dollar that's a triple split, kind of like a super triple coin. So it's in three pieces and they all have magnets in them. 
and the pieces are very thin. Well, it, it occurred to me, I was just laying there, what if I took one of those magnetic slivers of a coin and I could stick it to that kingdom coin? Because it's made of steel, right? It's ferromagnetic. Hmm. And then all of a sudden I have like this, if you're familiar with the digital dissolve effect from uh, Steve Ducek, mm -hmm. uh, you have this, this coin that it, it, apparently it's a silver dollar, but with just a swipe of your fingers, you know, it, it transforms to the other coin. And you're just swiping that, that, uh, that piece of the super triple coin off of that, that steel coin. And I got up this morning and I immediately went to go play with that. It works really well. <laughs> so if, if anyone out there has those two pieces, you know, you can put those together and you have a, a cool new gimmick. <laughs> that is really cool. So I'm interested to know you, first of all, you, you have a wonderful voice. Have you ever done, have you ever thought about doing like audio books or something? I swear, if if you just like voiceover Bobo, that that that's a new product <laughs> right there. <laughs> I mean, like whenever you speak, well, I'm like, oh, this is so soothing. <laughs> I've heard that I'm uh, monotone, or but in a good way. But <laughs> <laughs> like people will comment <laughs> on my on my people comment on my YouTube channel that I'm just like, man, I'm the Bob Ross of magic. Yes. That is, that is it's, so it's, true. I, honestly, if, if you I'm just... like, <laughs> is that a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, people, everyone loves Bob Ross, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's all you need is the afro, right? And then you're, you're, you're pretty much there. Yeah. Well, I'm going I'm going backwards on the afro. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing a hair at this point. <laughs> I guess that's the one difference between the, the, two, the two of you, you and Bob Ross. It's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, often yeah. I... I look at people that are very charismatic and, mm. and just have the gift of gab. And I, I, I think to myself, man, if, if I could just, you know, flip a switch on and, and kind of be that person. But I, you know, I am who I am. And, and people like it or they don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have an expression you gotta, in the UK. It's like we, we, say, we say like uh, I think we have a slight delay, so I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'm not meaning to. <laughs> um, I, know. I I we we say like you you're like Marmite. Do you know what Marmite is? No. It's like a. <laughs> it's it's this like a special. I don't know how to. Everyone that likes Marmite is gonna roast me for this. It's like imagine like tar. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like it's like jam with like the consistency of tar, but it's like salty, and you put it on your bread. Oh gosh, I'm making this sound terrible. I mean, it, it, that's the whole point. Like, uh, like Vegemite. Like, yes, like exactly. It's Vegemite. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I've so never we tasted say, that, but I've seen it. Yeah. So people so in the UK we say, "Oh, like I'm like Marmite," because like everyone in the UK, like they either, they either hate Marmite or they're like addicted to it. So there you go. Uh, if you ever come to the UK, now you know. That's how you can describe yourself. I'm like Marmite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you, you get this kind of like vibe of like people be like, oh, you know our culture, and they'll know what you're all about. So it's like a double whammy, you know? Yeah, I, I've found that people that have short attention spans, they they can't listen to me. Or <laughs> <laughs> like if I, if we're if we're talking in person, I I can visually see them drift away. They, they'll look. <laughs> They'll look at something behind me over my shoulder. They're they're not there anymore because I, I speak too slowly. Or <laughs> so I'm just like, oh well, they're not one of the ones. <laughs> yeah, at least it's like a filtration process, you know. It's very effective, I guess, in a way. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So, but I'm I'm 40 years old, and I've I've come to terms with all that. Right, right. You've had enough time to get used to it. Yeah, I respect that. So, tell me what what are you what are you into outside of magic? I'm interested. Well, my my number one thing in life is I'm a I'm a father to two beautiful little girls, and mm. uh, my wife is the the main income for us. Mm. So I, our daughters are now, you know, much older. I've been a stay at home dad now for the past seven years so that's cool uh now my oldest is she's about to turn nine and the younger one is six so they don't really need much of a a daddy anymore but i i still do all the main things like take them to girl scouts to gymnastics pick them up uh drop them off at school and whatnot uh right now it's it's spring break where we live so they are in an art camp so i'm taking them back and forth to things like that but other than that i uh i've gotten interested in photography and and videography uh during the past year uh 2021 or into 2020 i guess sort of with when i was deeply in into my youtube channel uh at the time i would just film everything on an ipad hmm. that was the i didn't have an actual camera and that worked fine but i i wanted to do more like it's hard to do close-ups and and to really make a, a dynamic looking video with just a, you can do it 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 just takes multiple multiple takes you got to do one take from a wide shot, then another take from a close-up shot, and then edit it all together. So in the past couple of years, I've, I've actually purchased some real cameras and, and gotten interested in making better videos. And just to have a camera for the family, you know, family events, trips, you know, having a real camera and you know, capturing those memories, mm. I, I've gotten into all that. And uh, other than that, it's I, I've played guitar since I was 13 years old. And nice. uh, for many years, I mean, it's taken a backseat to, to everything else. Uh, I remember when our oldest, our oldest daughter was born, mm -hmm. I look back now and I could, I could see uh, that was the moment I kind of, I, I stopped playing the guitar, you know, less and less and less because with a baby in the house, 
you can't I used to play at nighttime. That's when I felt the most creative and mm-hmm. but you can't make noise in the house. I, I don't enjoy wearing headphones with the guitar. I like I like to hear the amplifier in all its glory and <laughs> and so that for many years I guitar took a back seat to everything, but uh recently I've been I've been trying to play every day, kind of get back to where I once was. You never, it's like riding a bike a lot, but yeah, uh, you do become sloppier. And you know, I'm trying to get that precision and, and the speed back that I once had. Yeah, it's like a but foreign language, that, I guess, in a way. Yeah, so th- those are the things that, that keep me busy outside of magic. Um, That's cool. So if yeah. I can ask, okay, so so stay-at-home dad, and the second one was photography, and then the third one was guitar. So of those three things, um, it, the whole thing, point of the data magician is trying to help people think differently, which is why I asked this question. Um, right. And you don't have to apply any of these things to magic, but if you want to, you can. But what, what a, I know this is, like, this is a, bit, it's a bit of a big question, but I guess starting with um, being a stay-at-home dad, what, what's, what's, the, what's the biggest thing that, that being a father has has taught you and i guess how do you apply that to your everyday life well the biggest lesson people will learn i'll just i'll just talk about dads guys uh when you have a child you will quickly learn that the things you want to do the things you're interested in they don't matter anymore if you happen to have extra time, you know, at that point, then you can consider uh, your own interests. But you will quickly discover that uh, that that child is number one priority, and then secondly, your wife, and you better make sure they're both taken care of. They're both comfortable. And then if there's anything left over, that's, that's you. <laughs> now you, <laughs> you quickly learn selflessness and uh, you'll discover things about yourself that maybe weren't, you weren't aware of. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little bit selfish or maybe I'm a little bit, uh, you know, whatever, but, uh, yeah, that was a a shocker for me because I'm I'm the youngest of five, and I'm the oldest of five. most of my most of my. Let's see, by the time I was eight years old, my oldest sister left to go to college or university, and so she was kind of out of the picture, you know, in, in regards to like day to day around the home. And then slowly, uh, every couple years, another sibling went off and they were out of the home until it was just me. So a lot of my teenage years and whatnot, I I occupied myself. I had nothing but alone time. And up through my 20s. So once, once you get married and have a kid, it's like, I'm used to all this alone time. And like spending hours like 
with magic or spending hours with whatever it might be, whatever hobby you might have, then all of a sudden you, you have to not give it all up, but I mean, uh, you have to make sure that child is taken care of and everything, and then hopefully there's time left over for just you. So for me personally, that was a bit of a shock. I was very used to having a lot of alone time and, and a lot of freedom with that time. So what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> the question was like, of that like biggest thing that you have learned, like how has that changed like your life, you know? Like how, how does that change your outlook and how does that change your approach to kind of not just magic, but everything? Right. So I guess along those lines, and this this will pertain to magic. Uh, most people aren't interested in you. They're not. Most people do not think about magic. Hmm. So when when you're that that eager magician, you know, we think about magic like all day. Regular people never think about magic. So it's just like this scenario with you're the father and you have a newborn baby whatever you want doesn't really matter anymore so if you're really into magic and you've you've got this trick you want to show people you know you have to remember people don't uh people don't care about magic <laughs> yeah, i mean that may sound harsh we think yeah. <laughs> right but i mean well, here's an example. If if you walked up to a random person and said, "What are your uh, top five uh, top five sources of entertainment?" Magic would not be in there. You know, maybe it would be for the random person, but you know, they would say, "Oh, I I love traveling. I love I love going to plays. I love watching movies at home." I love going to concerts. Magic is not in that top five. So some general advice when you're performing or if you want to go perform, start performing, keep your audience in mind. Just like talking about that newborn baby, make sure they're taken care of first before your needs are met. Because we we all want to, we all want to show that trick we've been working on, and and we can't wait to you know get that reaction that we've been hoping for. But you almost have to. A, a good idea to do is, I I always have, like a quick trick on me. Like I love coin magic, right? So. I I carry silver dollars on me, but I also I carry one or two tricks with regular change. Like I, I almost always carry a bent quarter with me. And that's like no pocket space at all. It's just this bent coin in my pocket so that I can go up to someone, hopefully borrow a quarter from them. But I also carry a, an unbent quarter with me just in case. And it's a fantastic trick. And it's very clear, it's very visual, 
it's very easily understood. So much in the much in the same way a comedian will have an opening act. Uh, you should you should consider having an opening magic trick, because again, this person doesn't think about magic. They don't watch magic on Instagram all day on YouTube. Uh, they need to be primed for the the real trick that you want to show them. So take that into consideration. Show show them something that's easily understood, and it's good because that that reflects also on your ability. Because remember, people, when they think about magic, they also think about all these you know, other connotations like the magician with a top hat and coattails and these antiquated uh, imagery. So they don't think, oh, magic is cool. Well, magic can be cool, but we have to prime our audience a little bit. It's almost like... You, you can do too much too quickly for somebody where they, they might be totally confused at what they just saw. And that's not the best reaction. It may be an okay reaction. And they may actually say, what the hell? You know, what? But that, that may also point to uh, a state of confusion because <laughs> they actually didn't understand what they just saw. Yeah. But if we take if we take a moment and prime them with uh, a more simple trick, I don't mean simple as in easy or uninteresting. I just mean simple as in direct and clear, like this bent quarter. It's easily understood. I took a regular quarter, I held it in my fist, it bent. Whoa. If you like that, let, let me show you this trick. And then boom, you can get into this more elaborate you know, coins across or three fly with these silver dollars. And that's the real trick I wanted to show you. So that was a long winded way of saying, uh, forget about your needs, your wants and needs. Don't. Don't forget to consider your spectator, your audience. And uh, just like being a father with a newborn baby, forget about your free time. You know, take care of that baby first. <laughs> Very nice. Very concise. Extremely well put together. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I said I wouldn't keep you too long. Uh, and I'm sure people probably want to hear more from you. Um, which they can actually leads me perfectly onto my next point, which is uh, very soon. Um, I think I'm going to put this podcast out tomorrow, which will be the 14th. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure you have a lecture coming up. What, what can, can you remind me what day it is exactly? 420, man. Oh, yeah. April 20th. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, a week from today mm -hmm. so wednesday the 20th of april okay awesome well we're going to be promoting it 
So you can look for emails for us or you can obviously head over to Copeland Coins and go to the lecture yourself. But if you want to hear more from Rick, uh, you can get it there. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Rick. I'm sorry that we didn't have more time. Maybe we can do another one another time. People already liked it. Um, sure. Is there any, anything that you want to shout out before we, we close up? Um, just to, if you guys have not checked out Copeland Coins' YouTube channel, we've been... We've been really trying to ramp that up. We do live streams weekly, which have now changed to Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're also, we've begun filming short little bits on there. So in between the live streams, maybe on, on Thursdays or Friday, another day, we'll put up these short videos that are just quick lessons, quick tips to help you with your magic. And uh, we've begun to put a few out, but there's a ton in the pipeline that will be coming out. So if you're not subscribed to that channel, go over, subscribe to Copeland Coins YouTube channel and uh, get on our newsletter because we put out bits of information in, in our emails. You'll receive deals, coupon codes and all that stuff. And you'll know what's what whatever's coming up next first. You'll be the first to know. So get on our, our email list through the website, copelandcoins.com, and go subscribe to our YouTube channel because we've got a lot of stuff coming out on there as well. Mm. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you, Jacob, for the invitation. Yeah, thank you. And really go do all that. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've worked very closely with the people over at Copeland, and I uh, even helped write some of the emails that you'll be getting <laughs> when you sign up for Copeland Coins. So uh, obviously, <laughs> some of the best stuff you can get. <laughs> so it's definitely worth doing. And the YouTube is awesome, too. Yes. Uh, I pushed to a video yesterday, and I got, got had some really good feedback so far. So well, actually, it might be today. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Rick. Great. Uh, and like we said, thank you. watch out for the lecture. Go sign up and yeah, thanks for all your, your great tips and, and tricks. My pleasure. <laughs>